So today on the Scholar Warrior podcast, I am with Sam Moore. Sam Moore is the senior instructor for Sussex Tai Chi. He started martial arts as a teenager, and then he moved into Tai Chi at the age of 20. And for the last uh, 19 or 20 years, he's focused on the Chen style of Tai Chi and has trained also in Qigong and Yichuan. He's trained in China, in Beijing, in Chenzhou. Chenjago. Chen, 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 uh, Chen yeah. And Chen. I've got another one, Chen Oh, Jungjou. Jungjou. Okay, Jungjou as well. Uh, so, Chenjago is the Chen village where Chen style Tai Chi comes from. So, he's trained there. And his mentors are Chen Xiaowang, mm-hmm. Chen Bing, and Carol and Eva Koskuba. Koskuba. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Sam also has a BA in philosophy and history and is a widely published writer known for his down-to-earth approach to Tai Chi. So welcome, Sam, to the Scholar Warrior podcast. Thanks for having me, Robin. Yeah. Nice to see you. Yeah, very excited to to meet you. So um, let's start with a little bit of your background. And you started in martial arts as a kid or as a teenager. So why did you start in martial arts? And what martial arts did you start with? Before, um, before I started training martial arts, my main, I was really into playing music. Yeah. I really playing music. And I uh, thought the rock and roll lifestyle was a, was a, was a good thing. Yeah. And I got to the end about 16 or uh, maybe 17. And uh, I got really bad uh, bronchitis. Okay. I went to the doctors. The doctor said, uh, you, you, you basically got to stop drinking and smoking so much. Okay. And at that point, I, I suddenly thought, I'm only young. I've already kind of quite badly damaged my health. Mm. I thought I've got to do something. I've got to do something to get fit and healthy. And it just so happened that week I saw an advert in the local paper for a new kickboxing class. Okay. Anyway, so I went along and it almost killed me. Mm. Uh, but for the next three years, I, I got really into that. Got really into the fitness training. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was excellent. Okay. So what age, what age was that? That you'd already damaged your... Health. Oh, when I was about sixteen. Sixteen. Started, started early, yeah. Wow. So, so that was a that's a pretty early wake up call. <laughs> Normally, that happens a little bit later. And so, the doctor actually told you you kind of have to sort out your health. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so then kickboxing, and then somehow into tai chi. How did that come about? Well, the kickboxing stuff was really good. I enjoyed. I really enjoyed like the fitness training and the sparring and all that kind of stuff. After a few years. I started to notice that even though my fitness was better, you know, I could run for a long way without getting out of breath and spar for a long time, mm. but my body was still not feeling great. Mm. So, for example, when I went to sleep at night, um, like my hip would really hurt, mm. like bad back and stuff like that. Um, so I was already starting to think there must be more to this, uh, more to training my body than just kind of like smashing it to pieces mm. with like running, sparring, you know, weight training, and you know all this kind of stuff. Um, and then while I was at university, I met my first Tai Chi teacher who was running a class at my local gym. Mm. Tried one class, yeah, first first movement. I was like, this is it. This is brilliant. Tai Chi is brilliant. Okay. This is going to teach me what I need to, what I want to know about my body and how to relax and stuff. So from the first class, you just did you, the first movement, something, something made a connection. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. It was because it was, because it was so slow. Yeah. And he's like, I think we did like the you know commencement movement going up. I was like, wow, I can feel, I can feel my body, 
because there's time because it's so slow and I can feel that my body's really tense uh-huh. if I can get my body to relax that's got to be uh, a good thing yeah you know? so that yeah I, I kind of just liked it straight away okay that's interesting huh? that, that, that happens so early um, so the first class you you were feeling that if you could relax that would be a good thing so then, well I guess it was just that I hadn't really paid attention to feeling my body yeah probably before so it's only when I started moving slowly I was thinking when my teacher does it it looks really easy it looks smooth and fluid when I do it it feels clunky and there's everywhere feels stiff and I can feel like these big muscles I used to be much more buff mm. right <laughs> now, now I'm, I'm skinny but everything you know works better mm. um, yeah and I could feel that these big muscles and the stiffness was, wasn't in any way good for my body particularly right that's yeah. how I felt at that, at that time yeah many people feel that and then they kind of feel like intimidated by the amount of work that there would be to like let go of that tension if you know what I mean yeah I mean I think psychologically it's quite a big step to think that I'm going to you know I spent time building up mm. all of that stuff that mm. tension and that kind of like brute, brute strength kind of thing um, I was ready for a change yeah. so it was okay yeah okay so somehow you ended up in China oh right yeah how did that how did that come about <laughs> Well, I'd already been practicing Tai Chi for, uh, doing Yang style Tai Chi for about maybe five years or so, five or six years. Um, and so, I to... so Yang style Tai Chi, can mm. you, can you exp- what does that look like to someone that hasn't seen it before? Hasn't seen it before? Well, I guess, so you've got these nice, smooth, rounded movements, mm. you, know, you know, nice, nice big open movements, you know, it's all nice and slow, even pace. It's mm. lovely. When it's done well, it looks, it, it looks really nice. Um, yeah. And, and that was what got you to China, practicing that style. You thought, I'm going to go and... No, 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 not yet, not yet. One, so one of my fellow students goes, oh, there's, um, you know, I'd heard about Chen style Tai Chi. I'd never seen it. I'd, re- I'd bought some books and read some books. He goes, there's a Chen style Tai Chi master. He's, he's, he's coming to Reading, right? Mm. Chen Zhao Wang. I already had a book with Chen Zhao Wang in it. And I was like, Chen Zhao Wang looks awesome. Yeah. Um, so we went to this workshop, a series of workshops actually over a few days. And we did, you know, we did standing, silk reeling, you know, basic movements, basic exercises. And at the first seminar, Chen Zhao Wang did a demonstration, right? And he starts off, <clears throat> he starts off, you know, very slowly, very smoothly. He's super focused. You can almost feel how tangible his calmness and his focus is, mm. right? Um, and it's amazing. He, the way he moves is the best I've ever seen anybody move. Mm. So I'm like, this is awesome. And then... He suddenly like jumps up in the air, bang on the floor, and he's like ripping out all these really cool fajing movements. Mm. And uh, I'm like, where, where do I sign up? Oh, <laughs> this, this, this is what I want to do. I didn't realise that Tai Chi had more yeah. than just the slow movements. Right. Um, but I always wondered why. I mean, I already did some Xing Yi and a little bit of Bagua, mm. which has like fajing and variation in speed of movement and stuff. And uh, I was like, this is what I want to do. So. So yeah, I mean, that's that's quite lucky in in that respect. So in, in, because in terms of the style of training that you do now, which is Chen style, mm. the head of the family, you know, the main the, the head honcho comes to England and you train with him, mm. and that that's that's your first experience of Chen style Tai Chi, mm. and that and seeing that. So and he, I mean, he wouldn't have been uh, young at that point. So he must have been. I think he's in his mid-70s now, so we're talking about maybe 
15 or 16 years ago. So right. he's like early 60s, late, late 50s, something like that. Late, late 50s. And he's, he's, he's moving the best that you've seen anybody move. Anybody. Anybody, yeah. But whether they're an athlete or a Any, en- yeah, yeah, anyone. Yeah. It was awesome. So that's, that's pretty inspiring. Mm. And then you thought, I'm, I'm off. I'm off to China. Yeah, yeah. Get me some of that. So I started training with uh, Chen Zhao Wang's disciple, Carol Koskuba, and his ah, wife. Okay. And uh, so, you know, they were hosting him in England. Mm. Like they did it, you know, every year. He doesn't travel anymore, unfortunately, uh, Chen Zhao Wang. Mm. Um, I started training with them, and it just opened loads of doors. Mm. I'm like, I want to go to China. They're like, we can give you contacts in China, people to go and train with, mm. people, we, we, you know, who look after you. And, and it, yeah, it, was, it opened loads of doors. Meeting right. them was uh, awesome. Right. Uh, so, so then you went to China. Then, hmm. then you got, then you got there. Um, so that brings us on to you know, looking more into your art, which is Chen style, hmm. Chen style Tai Chi. So um, where does it come from, and what are its characteristics? How is it the same or different to other Tai Chi that people may have seen? Well. There are five main styles of Tai Chi, right? And they share more similarities than they do differences. So that's the first thing. They're more similar than they are different. Mm. Um, but there are some differences as well. Uh, Chen style Tai Chi is, is usually said to be the, the mother source of all the styles of Tai Chi. So everything comes from Chen style Tai Chi. It's just been either changed or altered, you know, for, for lots of different reasons. Mm. Um, so, so, that, so that's one thing. Um, the thing I like about Chen style is that to me it seems like a very complete kind of system mm-hmm. okay when you're a beginner you still first concentrate on moving slowly carefully developing you know like an integrated body structure learning how to relax learning how to breathe you know all these basic things mm-hmm. um, that I think are common in all styles of Tai Chi but what Chen style does also is that you want to be able to not only move slowly, you also want to be able to move quickly. Mm. So Chen style develops that as well. This uh, fajing, you know, release of, release of force, which for self-defense and stuff is also important. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other thing about Chen style which makes it uh, unique or kind of something that's special, special characteristic, is it emphasizes this uh, spiraling movement through the body, mm. or, you know, Chen, Chen Su Jin. Chen Sujin or Chen Si energy. So the whole body, when it's moving together, all the joints and all the soft tissues are spiraling and moving together. And that creates a very kind of strong body structure, which is useful for everything. Right. So one of the things that, that, that people, if they haven't seen much Tai Chi, may be surprised about is that it's also fast. Mm. And, and, and that's most evident in Chen style. Yes. And explosive. Yeah. So... So typically, people might find that a bit surprising. And then this this silk reeling thing, it is is another thing which looks a bit it looks a bit different to say the other styles. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's yeah. it's emphasized quite a lot in Chen style. Um, but and, it's, and that's going to look like for someone that doesn't know what that is, it's going to look like more twisting and coiling. Yeah, and, coiling, twisting, mm-hmm. twining, like spiraling, mm-hmm. and. Uh, all the movements in Tai Chi are what we call, you know, whole body movements. You want the whole body to move together. And this twisting and coiling and spiraling movement through the whole body is not only makes all the joints really mobile and strong, but it connects your whole body together, mm. like lots of uh, bits of fabric all stitched together, 
to make it like a whole strong but kind of pliable sheet. Mm. Yeah. So this is a, pl- a so this could be opposed to uh, feeling like your body is made up of a leg and a foot and a, it feels like it's kind of unified when you when you when you do a movement. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which feels nice. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome, yeah. So then if you if you go if you start to investigate Chen Star, one mm. of the first things you start hearing is Lao 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 Jia Shinja. Shinja, yeah. Yeah. So what are Lao Jia and Shinja and why why does why does that matter to someone that's gonna learn it? Well basically Lao Jia means uh, old frame and it's kind of like the uh older style of uh, form or it's an old an older form hmm. and Shinja means new frame right um, and Shinja was popularised by Chen Fa Ke he's Ch- Chen Zhao Wang's uh, grandfather and he wanted to make the he adjusted the form the original larger form to make the spiralling movements in the body more obvious right because people find it difficult yeah yeah is not unfortunately not very easy to learn <laughs> yeah <laughs> So he made these these the body movements, this whole body movement, a little bit more obvious to make it people make it easier for people to learn, and then this this was called new frame, and pe- and people argue about what what is new frame and what's old frame, and uh, ultimately it doesn't really matter. They're more similar than they are different. Mm. Just new frame emphasises this coiling and spiralling, and has a little bit more fajing movement. Right. So these things that were kind of under the surface and 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 maybe a little bit difficult to articulate. Yeah, they've they've now been made a little bit more obvious for people, so they can get more of a grasp on it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, ultimately, when you you know when they're uh, they're easy to grasp and they're obvious, but as you get better, you want them to be kind of a little bit more under the surface anyway. So you're going to learn the Shinja, and then you're going to go back to well, yeah, yeah. probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, what do you do in my classes? I mainly teach uh, Laojia. Okay. Because it's easier. Oh, okay. It, it, I mean, in a way, it's an easier place to get a grasp of the basic movements. Hmm. When I practice myself, if I'm practicing form, I just practice Shinju. Oh, okay. I really like it. So you've gone the opposite way around, kind of thing. <laughs> so it was created to make it a bit more easier to learn, but you end up teaching the old form. Hey, well, it's uh, Taiji's complicated business. It's, <laughs> com- it's, co- it's confusing because Shinju is actually, in a way, it's, it's more difficult. It, it, it's for when you've achieved the basics, let's hmm. say you've achieved the basics, then that would be a good time to start doing Shinju. Right. But to learn the basics is already quite difficult. Mm. So you just want something simple that's not too complicated to begin with. Right, okay. Um, then let's let's go uh, to your teachers um, who, if people do any investigation, one of the, you know, some of the people they're going to find, they're going to find Chen Xiaowang, who mm. we mentioned before, and they're going to find your teacher now is Chen Bing. Chen Bing, yeah. Chen Bing, yeah. Um, so they're they're well known in Tai Chi uh, circles. Yeah, Chen Xiaowang is very very famous. Yeah. Mm. Um, now, now he's very famous. Now he's very famous. Um, so, yeah, why are they famous? What are they like to train with, and uh, what what's it like training with Chen? So Chen Bing is Chen Xiaowang's son. Well, he's actually his nephew. His nephew, right? <clears throat> okay. But there's some there's some fantastic videos of Chen Bing around, isn't there? I mean, mm. he looks he looks very very dynamic. Yeah, he's he's excellent. Training with him is um, is, is brilliant because he's he's quite he's quite traditional. So you have to work hard. Mm. Yeah, he wants you to do the you know lots of basic exercises and stuff. 
But he's also got a slightly more dynamic approach, um, which keeps things really interesting. He keeps you on your toes. Mm. And he pays a lot of attention to fan song gong, uh, like loosening exercises. Mm. So one of the things you want in Tai Chi is that so the whole body, all the joints are free to move, You know, especially the hips and the spine. You want to be able to move and articulate well in a coherent manner. And he kind of developed these fan song gong exercises that are kind of like stretch and strengthen and loosen the body. So he spends a lot of time doing them, and they're they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. And so when I was uh, uh, doing a little bit of research, I'm looking at when you're training with with Chen Bing, you often mention that it's physically and mentally demanding. <laughs> so what does that what does that mean? <laughs> well, physically demanding. Is it torturous? Is yeah, it, yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. Is it intellectually be, challenging? It can be. It can be torturous. It depends. It kind of depends on your level. Mm. on what you want to achieve so so if I have a private lesson with Chen Bing for example we're talking about keeping in a low stance so the legs are being tortured mm. and the the amount you have to focus your mind to pay attention to your body to, to, to feel where your body is where all the different parts are and how they're working together uh, requires total concentration or maybe concentration isn't the right word total immersion of your mind into your body mm. so you don't drift off Mm. and it's even more so if you're doing pushing hands with him because he's very very good he's won a lot of competitions mm. if your mind drifts off you end up sprawled on the floor right or being whacked <laughs> so you've got to keep on your toes yeah you need to, you need to yeah, keep on your toes you've got to keep focused um, one article that I really liked is a recent recent article that you wrote uh, about the basics of Tai Chi tai mm. and movement and you were likening, likening it to guitar playing. And once you get the basics, you're free to do a lot, a lot more stuff. And you, you know, mm. enjoy yourself a lot more. Mm. So what, what are the basics that you like people to get and, and, and find that they can enjoy themselves more when they get the basics? It's a good question. It's very interesting. When I teach a class... Let's say it's a class of beginners. I teach lots of different people. Yeah, I teach people who've done martial arts for a long time, uh, people who haven't done any, haven't used their bodies hardly at all for a long time. You know, people who do other kinds of sport or, or, or don't do anything. You know, and everything in between. And when you look at everybody, or when I look at everybody, you can see that everybody kind kind of needs to work on the same thing, mm. right? These basics. <clears throat> and the basics are that first they need to liberate their bodies so that all their joints can move freely, mm. right? And everybody has much more tension in their bodies than is useful. Mm. There can't be no tension in the body, otherwise it would be like a puddle of stuff on the floor. But the amount of tension you need to support your body is much less than what most people have. So mm. the first thing people need to do is to learn how to relax and how to move their bodies. Mm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's an important part. It's one aspect. The other aspect is that people also need to strengthen their bodies mm. because usually when people, you know, in Tai Chi we do almost everything standing up. There are some exercises you can do lying down but they're just for kind of relaxing really, yeah. But to use your body, you need it to be balanced uh, because we're bipedal, right? We're bipedal, we need to be able to balance and move on these two legs, mm. okay? And, and usually people don't really have the kind of structural connection or the strength or just the basic uh, level of support from their legs to hold their bodies up. Mm-hmm. 
So we work on relaxing the body, yeah, loosening all the joints, and it's like you have to build the body from the ground upwards, like from mm. the feet to the hips, up through the hips and the spine, like that. So okay, so so these are fundamental things that they have to they have to get. And once they so for example, if they can't relax, mm. it's I mean they they're, they're not going to progress if they're not if they're not going to get some kind of level of that. They have to relax. Yeah, but it's tricky because the the learning process in Tai Chi is a long is a, is a long process. It's progressive, mm. right? <clears throat> so it's not either you can or you can't relax, mm. but it's gradually learning how to relax more. Mm. It's gradually learning how to move your body more or to liberate your body more and loosen things more. It's not either that you can or you can't do it. Mm. So, you know, I practice a lot, but I'm still finding parts of my body. I think th this part doesn't move very well. Or mm. This is more tense. How can it be? How can I relax more? Or how can I move better? So it's a, it takes time and it's a progressive kind of... Uh, it's, it's, it's always going to be an ongoing yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Okay. And then another thing I, I read that I really liked was you, you described some people as they trained that they, they're good at learning the choreography of Tai Chi, but they're not good at moving well. Mm. That, that, that sometimes they've spent a lot of time learning, you know, say, let's say a form, which could be 80, 100 movements. Mm, could be, yeah. And still, they're not moving very well. So what does that look like when you see that? Well, I, I think it's a, it's a common problem. Yeah. And uh, it's not just me looking at other people. Yeah. It's also me talking about, like, uh, something that's in my classes and uh, mm. kind of all over the place, really, where people focus on Remembering sequences of movements, hmm. because that's part of Tai Chi, yeah? You, you, you learn a form and you practice your form. But the learning the sequence takes precedence over how they use their bodies. Hmm. And really, in Tai Chi, form doesn't matter that much. It's just, a, it's just one training tool. We're mostly interested in how you use your body. Mm -hmm. So people forego that to try and remember stuff. Right, right. So yeah. I'm always trying to get my students to say, no, no, don't worry about the form too much. You need to practice your basic exercises, you know, do yeah. standing, fan song gong, yeah. and then your form will really improve. Right. Okay. The, uh, yeah, that's, that's an important point, isn't it? Because you speak to a lot of people that are thinking about Tai Chi or, or, or you know, beginning with Tai Chi, they are normally wrestling with learning a load of moves mm. and, and they, they just can't relax about mm. it because they, they, they think that they're learning a set of moves and then something's going to happen. Or, so if they could just do the basic things well, they'd be enjoying themselves definitely and also it's because if you um, so one of the things you want to do in Tai Chi especially in the when we first start is to break down the separation of the body mm -hmm. so we don't have the body as like separate bits I'm not thinking you know my hand has to go here then my foot has to go here and then I do this and then I do this it's like we're looking for this whole body movement all the time <clears throat> and once you can uh once you start to relax and the joints are able to move freely, you, you start to feel that your body is like, rather than being like two, you know, four limbs, a trunk, two feet, two hands, you start to feel like it's a, a, whole, a whole mess. Mm. And so that your basic movement skill goes up a level. Yeah. And then learning form is, 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 is actually easy. It's easy. It's yeah. not enough to do with Taiji, really, learning, learning forms. Right. It's just about how you move. Yeah. Once you kind of start to get a sense of this body cohesion, um, everything you do improves. Yeah. 
That's a nice feeling, eh? Yeah, brilliant, yeah. Um, it's difficult to convey that, actually. But, um, yeah. yeah. And how, how long do you think... I mean, I, as, as we know, it's an ongoing process. It's, it's, it, it doesn't end. But have you noticed a kind of a time period when people start to get a glimpse of that? Of, of moving their body as an integrated kind of whole? Not really. And the reason is, it's very, it depends greatly from person to person. Yeah. There's one determining factor, whether or not they will or won't be able to get a sense of this cohesive uh, movement, is if they practice on their own. Right, right. So you need to practice every day. It doesn't yeah. have to be for hours and hours and hours. Let's say half an hour a day. Mm. Um, because it's so ingrained for people to perceive their body as all these different separate parts. Mm. Um, it's very difficult to get away from that. So you have to train your mind as much as your body to kind of uh, get rid of these separations. Yeah. If people practice every day, they can, they can do it quite quickly. Right. So that is the key point. And that doesn't mean they have to do an hour or two hours a day. No. It but it wouldn't hurt. I <laughs> <laughs> say normal people normal people all they need really to do is to practice for about half an hour a day just to keep right. all their joints lubricated and to kind yeah. of keep their body moving well and to relax that's enough right okay so you're known for your kind of clear writing and your you kind of de- demystified things in mm. your writing so I'm going to give you some terms and you can translate them for I'll the language I'll try yeah, okay I'll try. so you mentioned it a few times I mean we're pretty clear on it already but Fang Song Gong. Fang Song Gong. Fang Song Gong. Fang Song means to, really means to relax. Right. But Fang Song Gong, Gong is like kind of like the skill. So it's like the skill of relaxing. Mm. But it's not just um, like when I lie on the sofa and I watch TV, that's quite relaxing. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. That's not, yeah. that, that's not that useful. Oh, damn. It's <laughs> a shame, isn't it? I mean, it is quite useful at the end of a day of like teaching and training and I'm, yeah. I'm tired. So, so, so Fang Song is like a useful relaxation right it's about learning to find the uh, develop the appropriate amount of tension and relaxation in your body Mm. so like I said before almost everybody carries much too much tension Mm. even people who use their bodies a lot professional sports people Mm. from my Tai Chi perspective is too much Mm. so fan song means to relax and loosen and kind of liberate your body okay Jang Jong Jang Jong oh standing yeah standing meditation standing meditation one of the first basic exercises. Mm. So, the skill of standing up, <laughs> you're learning to uh, balance your body while before you even learn any movements, just maintaining a, a simple standing posture. How can I maintain this posture and keep my body balanced and relaxed and my mind engaged with what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's surprisingly difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So, st- that's standing meditation. Standing meditation. With all of those kind of characteristics in it yeah Zubu 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 Zobu 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 oh it means uh, like footwork 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 yeah yeah so um, so that's one of the things I teach quite a lot is you know as part of the basic exercises is teaching people how to when they're moving when they're stepping uh, how to keep their balance right yeah not just tottering around on like one leg but how to keep their uh whole body structure balanced and connected as they're moving as they walk which is very again also you know very tricky because you do it very very slowly so any nuances or any discrepancies in your uh, paying attention or level of relaxation or your body structure you notice immediately so it's a really useful tool okay uh, we talked about it a little bit um, 
but it doesn't hurt to have a have, have a, a clear definition. Chanzigong or Chanzijing. Oh, so yeah. silk reeling, silk reeling energy. Yeah, silk reeling energy. Yeah, yeah. What on earth is it? In a sentence or two. It's hard to say. <laughs> but no, no, it's not. It's not. That, it's not that hard. So, so usually people describe silk reeling. It's better to say silk reeling movement really than energy, because then that makes it more more accessible. It doesn't sound so strange. So it's this uh, connected movement through the body, and actually the body naturally move, moves in spirals anyway mm. it's just we don't really realize it because you don't really pay attention to it but when you do mm. um when you move the whole body c- kind of coordinating and s- spiraling together and all tai chi movement is this uh, silk reeling movement mm-hmm. um, and it's called silk reeling because of the way the silkworm produces a thread he kind of uh, is like gyrating his body as he oh, yeah. uh, like uh, excretes this this silk and his mm. whole body's moving together you know you think of a silkworm mm. doesn't have any separate parts he's like a single kind of unit mm. uh, but he produces this very fine very strong thread mm. so that's 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 where, where that's the inspiration from. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay uh, oh pushing hands pushing hands so touch so pushing hands is like basic uh, Tai Chi partner work mm. to begin with and it's the first step you know once you've learned the basics and you, you practice the form and you practice for a while you uh, work with the partner and you are testing each other's balance is one thing, but you're also you're learning about timing, how to follow, how to pay attention to what's happening. It's not that complicated, but it's difficult to do well. And in terms of people who are interested in Tai Chi for self-defense or as a martial art, that's the first first basic step. That's the first thing they need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for people that may be interested in self-defense but don't <clears throat> don't fancy getting their head punched in immediately, can yeah, be it's quite useful for that. Can be a nice way to progress. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, I mean, to, I mean, to show, I mean, to begin with, especially, should be practiced kind of cooperatively. Yeah? You're not trying to kind of like smash each other in, or uh, you're learning about how your body deals with incoming force. Mm. I mean, physically and also psychologically as well. Yeah, how to maintain your structural integrity, your balance, how to gauge timing and response in someone else. You know, and how to stick and follow, and these are all really important things. Is there an age limit? Would you say for people that can do that? No. No. no, so anyone can do that. Anyone, yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. So those are, I think, those are some very clear definitions that will that will help uh, help people. So we talked a little bit about the martial aspect of Tai Chi. How important is that to you? The martial uh, aspect of of Tai Chi. It's definitely important. Mm. Now I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting older. It's probably less. It's probably less important. Mm. You know, when I first got into Tai Chi after having done kickboxing and stuff, and uh, you know, I did a few other little bits and pieces as well of other things. It, it was quite a dominant part of my mind. Mm. Uh, but now, it's also as as I feel like my body, you know, is through my Tai Chi training is much more uh, connected and relaxed, and I can feel that I can look after myself, kind of. Mm. Um, so. It's, it's not the main focus for me. It mm. definitely has an influence on what I do, mm. but it's not. You know, I don't spend my time thinking I need to be able to like look after myself. Mm. Should it be important for for other people that are getting into it or not? Yeah, it can be. It's you. It's it's a useful training. It's a useful training tool to have that in mind because it gives meaning to what you're trying to do and the type of power that you generate from uh, doing Tai Chi for a long time. It gives you. Uh, a kind of emphasis on, on, on what you're trying to develop. 
if someone is coming into Tai Chi and is not in the least bit interested in the martial aspect, should they still learn it or not? Yeah, 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 yeah they, can, they can. I mean, it doesn't... Is it essential? No, it's not essential. It's not essential, but... But they, but they, but they might be. It's definitely an appeal to a lot of people mm. that the fact that Tai Chi has this, like, you know, it is, is a martial art. Mm. Um, people like that. If they've got absolutely no interest, they might be better off doing something like Qigong, mm. where you're just doing exercises to improve. You know, there's no mm. martial context really. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, one guy. I wanted, I wanted to ask you a bit about Chen Fakur. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know anything about him? So that was, that was uh, Chen Shaowang's grandfather. Mm. And from what I've read about Chen Fuka, he's there's a couple of people from the past that I really I really like the sound of. I find them inspiring. Mm. Um, so what what did he do? God, I, do you know what my my knowledge of Chen Fuka isn't isn't brilliant, but he did a lot to popularise Chen style Tai Chi because mm. I think he went he went to teach in Beijing mm. so he spent a lot of time teaching there um, and he was also meant to be very very good mm. especially you know in terms of martial arts and he used to take on a lot of challenges and uh, do and do very, and do very well um, yeah and he was meant to be a really nice guy yeah <laughs> and That's he was kind of an all round good he's an all round good guy <laughs> so he, but he, he did a lot to push Push the Chen style, so that was that was yeah amazing. because you know Chen style was just kind of limited to the Chen Chen village, mm. um, and you know Yang 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 Lu Chan went there to, to study, mm. and then after you know a number of years he went off to teach Yang style Tai Chi. He changed mm. it to meet his uh, adaptations. Uh, so Yang style Tai Chi became quite popular, and Chen style was still still mm. quite <clears throat> not very well known really. Mm. So Chen Fakir, you know, he spent time in Beijing, yeah, working hard to teach and to promote it, to promote all that stuff. All right, we're going to move on to some um, to some issues that might be relevant to to people watching or listening. Mm. Um, so, and 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 get your your opinions on it. So, why do you think if someone's if someone is sitting here thinking about whether they should do Tai Chi, why should someone learn Tai Chi? Do you think? Okay, so there are a lot of reasons why someone would want to learn Tai Chi. Tai Chi is different from how you would usually think of exercising. Mm. Okay, one of the things we say in Tai Chi is Shen Xing He Yi, which means that really when you're doing something like exercise, you, sh you want to train your mind and your body together. Mm. Okay, so as well as looking after your body physically, Tai Chi is going to train your mind as well so they're, so they're, you know, they're not, not really two separate things there it's mm. like a one whole one whole unit um, people need to be able to move their bodies and use their bodies well and have freedom of movement in all their joints and have their bodies connected for good health and for everything they do in their lives and that's what Tai Chi specialises in yeah? mm. liberating people's bodies and learning teaching people how to calm their minds down so they can relax reduce stress levels and that's a big problem now in uh, our current uh, social climate is it stress you know, anxiety mental health problems people not being able to use their bodies very well and all the problems that come from that it's a, it's a big it's a big issue and Tashi specializes on sorting out all of those problems as a, as a, as a whole package it's a little bit difficult to learn but it's 
completely worth it. Right. So it's it's a it's a it's a very suitable endeavour for the for the negative aspects of life mm. that, that 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 we're enduring at the moment. I, I talked to Chen Bing about it well, last last time I saw him, and he was saying, you know, the the martial arts aspect aspect is one thing. He goes, now what people need, people just need to learn how to calm their minds down. Mm. You know, there's so much stimulation, information, uh, yeah. That has a very strong impact on your body in a negative way. Mm. Um, biggest mistakes that you see beginners make? Not practicing. Not practicing. Mm. Mm. They need to practice. Even if they're not sure, they have to embrace creative uncertainty. Yeah. Right. You can't. It's the same as like I used to teach guitar. Mm. You you have to you have to just try. Even if it doesn't sound very good, you have to still practice every day. Mm. Doesn't have to be every day, but frequently. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm often surprised. In a, in a beginning class or at the end of a beginning class, which could be Qigong or Tai Chi, someone comes up to me and says, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at this stuff. And I was thinking, how do you know? Like, it's not something that you're, it's just something that you do for a period of time and then you get benefits. I know, it's a stranger, it's a strange, I mean, that's, that, that happens a lot, yeah. Mm. But if you were going to learn a language, yeah, and you had one class, you wouldn't say, "I can't, I can't speak French." Yeah, you'd think, "I have to learn this language for a number of years, mm. so I can become fluent." Right. Instead of learning a language, you're learning how to be in your body and use your body well and focus your mind, mm. which is very important. Yeah, yeah. Um, is Chen style suitable for more advanced aged practitioners? Yeah, everything could be a- a- adapted. So if I was teaching. I teach a lot of people who are, uh, are of an advanced age, right? Yeah. And you just have to adapt the exercises. I don't expect them to do really low stances. I'm not trying to torture them so much physically, but I will adapt the movements so they're working on their balance and their joint mobility, you know, mm. and being able to breathe properly. And, you know, all, all these things can be adapted. Yeah, you can adapt it. So that uh, that is an important point, isn't it? Because some people can see, I mean... Typically, young people see the Chen style and think, oh, that's cool, I'm going to do that. Mm. Older people see Chen style and think, oh, that looks daunting. I'm not sure if I can do that. Yeah, yeah. but all of it can be adjusted. Hey, in all, in all of my classes, whether I'm teaching young people or old people, everyone has to start mm. at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, so to begin with, I'm not getting people to do this, like, really torturous, like, low stances or, like, jumping kicks or faging. Everyone learns how to, first, how to... Find, find the position of their body, their balance, their posture, their breath. Mm. Really basic stuff. Yeah, really basic stuff. If you can learn those basics, that's, that's already, uh, you've gone a long way to improving your situation. Very cool. Um, does a, we kind of addressed this a little bit, but does a beginner need to learn a long set of mu- uh, movements? They don't need to. What they need to learn first are the like, basic exercises, mm. fan song gong, some standing, and then maybe some simple movements and practice them until they feel like they're comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. And then they have a really good foundation to learn more complicated movements. Very cool. Okay, we're on to the bonus round. Oh, okay, right, I'm ready. Are you, me- you mentally prepared? Yeah, 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 psychologically. <laughs> what's, okay. ins- what's inspiring you at the moment? I'll wait until you finish it. <laughs> this, uh, this, this whole one. <laughs> what's inspiring me at the moment? Yeah. I find a lot of inspiration, you know, I teach a lot of classes, mm. is seeing people improve is very inspiring. Mm. Yeah, because you can tell, I can tell straight away, if people, if people have been practicing a little bit, 
when their body starts to move a bit better or they, they're, they're a bit more relaxed uh, or usually a combination of those things mm. I can tell immediately mm. it's, it's brilliant they feel happier and I feel happier yeah and if they don't train then they stay the same <laughs> I'm trying to, I, have to I'm trying lean, I have to lean on them more yeah? I have to lean on them more and I try and torture them until they do in China they, they have a stick for that. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah you're not allowed sticks like that anymore. This is did, did you ever get hit hit in China no I've always been a really good student good uh, two shoes always tried really hard okay. <laughs> um, you can have three people to dinner living or dead oh okay who do you choose I think I would choose, right? My parents died a long time ago. Okay. So I, I would choose both of my parents. Oh, that's so, nice. so, so that's two. Yeah. And then I'd probably choose Chen Chao Wang. Chen Chao Wang, okay. Are they make a really weird dinner party. <laughs> yeah. Would your parents like that? Do you think they'd have a good conversation with Chen Chao Wang? Yeah, they'd love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a documentary that you'd suggest people watch. Doesn't have to be a documentary, could be a book or a movie. See, that's, that's, that's very difficult. A book or a movie. I can't think, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything, Robin. Okay. That's because my, you know, my mind, I train my mind to be empty and there's nothing in there. There's nothing in there now, yeah? <laughs> I've achieved such a high level of tattoo that I <laughs> cannot answer Well, that. I wish it was true, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. We move on. Um, do you have a favourite quote? Well, I have a, a favourite quote, quote that you like. in, in, terms of, in terms of Tai Chi. Sure, whatever you um, like. Which is from Chen Zhao Wang. Mm. And he said in one, in one of his books, to learn Tai Chi is to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I read that and I thought, that's brilliant. Partly because it's about education, so I'm not trying to uh, just copy someone. Mm. I want to learn, learn something and educate yourself. It means you're responsible mm. for your own, uh, your own being. I think that's really cool. Yeah, there is there is something to anyone that's made any kind of progress in Tai Chi. There is, um, a, a, like you say, it just can't happen unless you do put in the work by yourself. You you can't turn up to class two or three times a week, and you, you're going to have to be doing taking control of something. Yeah, you have to take responsibility for yourself. I mean, it, I mean, whatever you do, whether it's Tai Chi or some other kind of something, you have to take responsibility for the development of your body and your and your own mind yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that is a particularly empowering thing at the moment where, um, you know, if you've, got a, if you've got a problem at the moment, it's just straight down the doctor's kind of thing. You know? mm. Whereas if you're investing in yourself through something like Tai Chi, you're going to be making those visits way, way, way fewer, way fewer times. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you would hope mm. so. You mean yeah. you would hope so, yeah. Um, one piece of advice for a beginner in Tai Chi could be a word or a sentence. Patience. Okay. <laughs> That's it? Probably just patience. Because, okay. you know, I'm not adverse to technology by any means, but we're used to having things fast and instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Information. Now, I want to learn something. I look on YouTube. Right? If someone's telling me how to do it, I can, you know, I can uh, find out anything I need to find out mm-hmm. quickly and rapidly. But... Um, to learn a skill, any kind of skill, it takes time. Mm. Yeah, so people have to be patient. They can't expect to learn something quickly. Patience. Um, mentioned it earlier, so this is not a complete spontaneous question, but zombie apocalypse? Zombie apocalypse, I'm ready. 
You're ready. I'm ready. In in the shed. Yeah. Long long arm hedge trimmer. You know so. Yeah. You know the Tai Chi training with the with weapons comes yeah. in half. You know and then the the blade at the top to take off the heads. So the long that's that is a good tactic and that's the first time I've heard that that one. So the long hedge trimmer. Yeah, to remove the heads. Just going to annihilate their heads. And then the children upstairs with shotguns shooting <laughs> zombies. I mean, we got it. You got the shotguns. I'm not going to say. <laughs> we may or we may or we may not. <laughs> Maybe some gun. <laughs> okay, Sam. What an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank you. Good so talking much. to you. A real pleasure. Oh gosh, I forgot. What? If people want to, if people want to jump jump in on this journey, where do they go? What do they're, they do? They're going to have to be independent and find me. Find me. <laughs> <laughs> they can uh, look at my website, which is uh, sussextaichi.co.uk. Chi.co.uk. And there's links to my blog and st- all the stuffs on there. And your blog is uh, the internal athlete, which has got a lot of good articles on. A lot of good. Thanks. Yeah, so well worth checking that out. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank Cheers, you. Cheers, man. Thank <music> you.